With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Monday, November 14th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, good to have you back uh, on the podcast, and uh, we're getting close to the deadline for the Guardians to set their 40-man roster, so we got plenty to talk about today. Uh, one of the big uh, developments we, we, we learned over the weekend, uh, President of Baseball Operations Chris Antonetti uh, was speaking to MLB Network Radio. Uh, and uh, talked about you know what the Guardians' plans for the trade market uh, will and will not include, and who they will will not include uh, for this upcoming offseason. Yeah, one of the uh, big names uh, Chris was asked about. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a rumor we you know we've heard and, and talked a little bit about the uh, possibility of trading uh, Shane Bieber and. Uh, you know, uh, Antonetti, you know, just came out and said, you know, Shane Bieber is going to be on the ball club next year. So uh, that was uh, that kind of ended those those uh, th- that trade rumor. But, you know, it's interesting that uh, he come out that strong this early, Joe. I think, you know, we've heard him say that with a couple of other players like Jose Ramirez. And, uh, you know, that uh, Jose's name co- jumps into my mind, you know, in, in the kind of a similar situation. And, uh you know that's good to hear because uh, a team is built. You know the the Guardians are obviously uh, built on pitching, and uh, you know Bieber turned in a what a two hundred inning uh, thirteen win performance uh, this past season, a great bounce back year, and you know he's obviously the ace of the staff. And uh, you know I think uh, you know it's good to know that he's going to be back next year. You know leading that rotation again. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting to, to learn that he won't be traded. But, you know, you go back to the Jose Ramirez situation. Uh, he was saying the same sort of things about Jose Ramirez, uh, you know, last year. Uh, but then we learned that had Jose not signed that contract at the beginning of the season, you know, and it was a different situation, obviously. But uh, had Jose not signed, he probably would have been traded at some point prior to the deadline uh, last season. And, and that would have made things, uh, you know, completely different in Cleveland uh, throughout the year. Uh, you know, just to, from a sliding doors perspective, just, you know, you, you make one decision and it impacts a whole bunch of other ones. Uh, keeping Shane Bieber on the roster really does anchor that uh, 
uh, that that rotation and give it uh, the, the the real good foundation that it needs to to sort of get back to where it was last year. Yeah, definitely. Then you know you got Bieber, you go Bieber, uh, you know Tristan McKenzie, uh, Cal Quantrill, and you've got to you know expect uh, you know some bounce back years from uh, you know Plesac and uh, uh, Savali, or you know um, maybe you add somebody. You know I think this is a you know this is an area where they you know. It, I don't. They, you know, it's it's been a while since they've added a, a starter, but you know, I think uh, that might be an area where where this that, where this team needs some help, especially, you know, if Plesac and Savali don't really, you know, if you don't think they're going to bounce back, and uh, they certainly both had their struggles this past season. Yeah, we have uh, the non-tender deadline uh, approaching, and uh, you know, teams have to set their forty-man by tomorrow. Uh, non-tender candidates are, you know, there's a few on the roster. Uh, there, there could be uh, some guys. Uh, you'd obviously want to try and uh, explore the possibility of making trades with with a few of them. But if you can't, then uh, there are guys who uh, would be candidates. Uh, but let's just wrap up this, uh, this Shane Bieber discussion. Uh, it, what kind of message does that send to the young uh, ball club then after – after all the success that that Bieber had last year and has had over the last few years, um, you know, the 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 kind of message you send the, the the clubhouse there is, you know, we're not you know you know dealing away pieces here to to just try and stay under a a certain salary number. It's uh it, it's it's about trying to win games moving forward too. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's that's exactly it, and that's what uh, Antonetti said on the interview. He said, you know, our intentions are to, uh, you know, do, do as well or better uh, in 2023 as we did in uh, in uh, 2022, get and get back to the postseason and try to win a World Series. So I don't think you're going to trade Shane Bieber, and uh, and you know that's going to be your goal. So um, you know that is encouraging, it, Joe. I think. You know, this is a young club. You know, we saw it, you know, come together this year. You know, they have everything. They're on the upswing. They're not on the the downswing. They're not looking to rebuild. This is a team that needs to add and, uh, you know, and, and get better in doing so. So I think, uh, you know, Antonetti recognizes that. And most everybody in baseball would recognize that, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it, it... It's about maintaining what you've got and improving upon what you've got uh, with making those those necessary, uh, you know, tweaks and changes to the roster as they, they move forward. Uh, we're going to talk about the 40-man the roster. I think uh, Anthony Ghost might have been the only player that they needed to add back on uh, from the 60-day injured list. Obviously, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery and uh, probably won't be pitching uh, next season. Uh, or at least for the majority of next season uh, with the ball club. Uh, so, you know, you've got some, you got a little flexibility with him. You can put him on the 60 day injured list after uh, um, spring training and he, he doesn't hurt you against the 40 man. But uh, in order to get through this sort of period here uh, where they, they've got uh, a bunch of candidates uh, in the minor leagues and, and we were, uh, we were talking about some of them. Uh, before we we started recording here, uh, there's a handful of guys. It's not like last season this time when uh, when they added a whopping 11 players to the 40-man roster, uh, and and we saw 
quite a few of them come up. Uh, they had 17 major league debuts last year, but uh, they're, you know, I, I would say anywhere between two and maybe four names of guys uh, that they could be adding to the 40 man uh, to protect them from the rule five draft in December. Uh, these are minor league players who uh, have been, I believe with the organization since, since what, 2017, 2018. Um, and, and they, uh, they have the option to, uh, you know, be selected in that rule five draft if they're not protected. Uh, names that sort of jump off the list right here, uh, right-handed pitchers, Peyton Battenfield, uh, a guy like Ethan Hankins, who was a former high draft pick, uh, Nick Mikulacic, who's appeared in a bunch of uh, spring training games, uh, Thomas Ponticelli has also pitched for them in, in uh, uh, spring training games, uh, exhibition games as well. Uh, Lenny Torres, another name that, that sort of jumps out there. Uh, left-handed pitchers Joey Cantillo, who was part of the Mike Clevenger trade and has yet to uh, make his uh, Major League debut. Um, catchers, uh, David Fry, I believe, is out in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, and uh, infielders, you've got Aaron Bracco, uh, Ray Delgado, uh, Angel Martinez, all names of guys. Uh, Martinez, in particular, is a guy we'll talk about here in a second. Uh Outfielders, really nobody, uh, nobody really jumps out. Uh, Mike Aprez, uh, Alex Free Planez are, are guys. Uh, I, I believe Chris Roller has has uh, made it as high as Double A. So uh, a couple of those guys are are Double A guys. Uh, but but really the the name that really stands out here is Angel Martinez. He's a guy who's who's definitely a candidate for for being added to the forty man roster. Yeah, Joe, Angel Martinez is a switch hitter, uh, switch hitting uh, middle infielder. Uh, this past season, he had 278, uh, 101 hits, 363 at-bats between uh, uh, Lake County and, and Class AA Akron, 13 homers, 44 RBIs, uh, 12 for 19 in stolen bases. His dad uh, was a catcher in the big leagues, played exactly one game for the Indians. So, uh, but, uh, um, you know, so he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, um, you know, a player that, that they, that they like. And, uh, I don't know, Joe, I, I mean, uh, that's a, that's a crowded pool. You were saying, we were saying earlier that what they have 10 infielders on the 40 man roster right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, some, there's gotta be a little give and take here when, when players get added. Yeah, uh, and there are guys who are on the roster who you would think would be non-tender candidates, uh, and would be would be left off to sort of make make some room. Uh, you know, do you do you cut loose a guy like uh, an Owen Miller, uh, who who didn't necessarily have the greatest season for uh, for the big league club, but but obviously at the end of the year was still in there in the playoffs and and getting at bats and and uh, Terry Francona still put his faith in a, in a guy to, to go out there and, and try and perform. What do you do with a, a Will Benson who really didn't get uh, a whole lot of time out there in, in the outfield? They sort of played sparingly, uh, but, you know, earned his way up to the big leagues uh, last season by, by performing so well in AAA. And, and again, you've got Nolan Jones, uh, it, who's a, an outfielder slash infielder who's He's trying now every which way to try and get back to the major leagues. 
including uh, grabbing a first base glove and, and trying to switch positions again. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mix. You know, Palacios, we, we saw Richie Palacios a lot. He was up and down three, four, five times. You know, he's uh, he's on a 40-man. You look at the uh, the infielders, you know, Tyler Freeman, Noel John Kenzie, Rocio, and, and Tanya, you know, our young guys. We didn't see uh, John Kenzie or, or Rocio or Tanya, but we did see Freeman So uh, in the big leagues. So, you know, and, and, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting choice. But like you said earlier, we're not going to see a mass, you know, addition like we saw last year when they added 11 players. I mean, it's going to be a little more uh, defined this year. I think uh, I, I think you got a good chance of seeing two uh, for sure, two names added to that 40 man roster, uh, Martinez and Cantillo. Um, any, anything beyond that, I think is, is a lot. That's a, that's gotta be a special day for, for some of these minor league guys who have been, you know, working at it for the last four or five years. Um, I I know Palacios was excited the day that he got added to the 40 man, because it's a, it's a signal to those, those players that, Hey, you know, your, your time to, to, you know, be sort of on track to be in the major leagues at some point is right around the corner. It's getting closer. Uh, I know Richie was was really excited about that last year. Uh, and, you know, when he was playing in the Arizona Fall League, he sort of knew that the the next steps were, uh, you know, make that 40-man roster and and then just bide your time until uh, until they give you a shot. Yeah, and, you know, you when you get to the 40-man, you the, the, the option game kicks in. You know, you, they've got, what, uh, I think three years, you know, for an option. So, uh, you know, each year is an option. So you're getting one way or the other, you're getting closer to either, uh, you know, the big leagues or free agency. So, uh, and, and maybe another chance with another ball club. So it is, uh, you know, your, your, the, your salary goes up, you know, and then it is an indication that, yeah, you're getting closer to the big leagues. You know, you're one of the 40 best players in the organization. Yeah, that and that's sort of the uh, the the big thing is that uh, you know regardless of what the prospect uh, rankings say and, and all that, you you take your value based on you know where you are in terms of what roster you're on, and if you're on that big league roster, uh, you know that they're they're at least thinking about you and they have a plan for you. Some of these guys maybe don't believe that you know they they have a plan for them yet. I. I I got to believe uh, Angel Martinez thinks they have a plan for him, especially the way he's been playing um, in the, uh, the the fall league and, you know, just batting. I, I, I believe, is he down in the Dominican uh, Winter League now? Is is that where he is? He, he he was in the Arizona Fall League, Joe. He, hit, he was hitting 260 two, uh, in, uh, at 73 at-bats, two home runs, 14 RBIs. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I doubt, maybe he will play in the Dominican after this, but usually, you know, if, if you go to the Arizona Fall League, he's got to take a little bit of time off, maybe. Yeah, some <laughs> of these guys need a break, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, the that that uh, that non-tender deadline coming up, uh, are there any areas on that, the 40-man roster, where you can see uh, the Guardians maybe making some wiggle room out of... Uh, you know, players who they they either have have maybe lost a little faith in, or maybe just uh, you know they're, they're redundant and you you don't need a guy uh, to to stay on the roster. Maybe like a a Brian Lavastida if you've got Bo Naylor, uh, you know, making making his way to the big leagues next year. 
Yeah, I mean, right now they've got uh, four, four. Ca- I mean, three catchers on the on the forty man. You know, Lavastida, Luke Maley, and a uh, Bo Naylor. So uh, you know, I would think, uh, depending which way they want to go with this, and you know, uh, Henkes is, or uh, you know, Austin Hedges is is out there as a free agent. They're only free agent, so uh, you know. Uh, you know, it just depends. What, do you bring Naylor back? And if you, I mean, is Naylor your starter? Uh, and maybe you bring, you try to re-sign Austin? Or do you, uh, and then if you do that, you probably, I would think, non-tender melee, melee or, uh, and uh, maybe, you know, keep La- Lavastida in the minors. So, you know, it, it, it's an interesting situation. Uh, and, uh but I, I would think, you know, that, that that's kind of an area where they look at. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, uh, it's probably one spot between two catchers right there, uh, between Hedges and and Maley, if if Hedges is amenable to a a deal or, or, or being interested in coming back. Uh, I'm I'm looking at this uh, this list of pitchers uh, beyond uh, the, the guys who you know are, are going to be obviously here. Uh, you know, we saw young guys like Xavion uh, Curry and Hunter Gaddis uh, make their debuts. And I don't think uh, I don't think really either of those two guys uh, got maybe a fair look uh, at, at points. Uh, I think both of them were were thrust into uh, spot starts against teams that, you know, they, they weren't set up to maybe have a uh, great success against. Uh, I'm thinking back to Hunter Gaddis's debut where he got just shelled by the, uh, the Astros. But uh, do you keep them on the roster long enough to, to bring them back up and through, or do you create some room there? You've got uh, Kirk McCarty who, you know, sort of endeared himself to uh, the clubhouse by going out there and, and pitching, uh, you know, some some gutsy uh, middle relief uh, at times late in the season. Uh, you got Connor Pilkington, who did everything they asked of him uh, throughout the year. Uh, he was he was the, the sort of the sacrificial lamb, uh, pitching the second game of doubleheaders every time they got rained out. Uh, just a unique situation there. Uh, and, you know, th- those are some some guys in the, in, in terms of the pitching ranks that they can, you know, maybe consider non-tendering or, or moving around. And, and, uh, you know, if they are, are amenable to coming back to the organization, if they non-tender them, you know, that's, that's great. But if not, uh, you know, they've, they've got to make room for some of these, uh, these prospects. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a guy like uh, Curry probably, I would think they keep him, Joe. I think he'd stay on there. You know, probably open open the year in AAA, but he would stand a forty man, and the, and especially with uh, you know the uncertainty of Plesac and Savali, you're going to need some depth in in start in you know in the rotation, you know and Curry and and uh, and Pilkington certainly you know served as depth guys I think last year, you know like Gaddis didn't get, like you were saying didn't get a great shot, 
uh, but you know maybe he fills that role as well. Yeah, and, and Gaddis, uh, I think both Gaddis and Curry were were pitching at Double A uh, early in the year, so you know they they moved up. You know they, they pitched at three levels last year. It's uh, it's it's a lot to take in, uh, just all in one sort of burst. I think if you start both of those guys there at Columbus uh, next year. Uh, they could they could find themselves by midseason and and be available to help you at, at different times. Uh, as far as some of these young infielders, though, you you were you were mentioning uh, before, uh, you know, John Kenzie Noel is uh, is a name that he's so he's so intriguing just because he's he's been an outfielder, he's been a first baseman, he's been a third baseman, he's been all over the place. But w- the one thing we know he can do is he can provide that power bat at, uh, you know, at a corner infield position uh, that, you know, if, if they're looking for, for something there, uh, this is a guy who can hit, you know, 20 home runs uh, potentially in the big leagues. Yeah, what, he hit, what, 32 this past season in the minors? I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they better, they better keep him, I would think. Mm-hmm. He sounds a lot like Oscar Gonzalez to me, like that kind of prospect, you know? I mean, I, well, you they know. They better not do what they did with Oscar Gonzalez and expose yeah, yeah. him, I can tell you that much. Uh, in terms of a non-tender candidate, though, uh, out of this list, if if I'm being completely honest, uh, Owen Miller might be a guy who who they they non-tender and they they say, you know, uh, maybe they've seen the best of Owen Miller already. Yeah, you know, I think that's a fair assessment. I think uh, he had 424 at bats this past season, Joe. 130 games, 243, six homers, 51 RBIs. I mean. If if anything, you know, they gave him a shot, you know, and, uh, you know, he had the great, you know, really a hot start and, and we just kind of leveled off and never, you know, he never peaked again. So, you know, that that's that's a, that's a likely candidate. I think Will Benson would be a candidate as well to get uh, non-tender. Yeah, for the outfield, for sure. Uh, you know, and, and I'm looking at that group of outfielders. Uh, you've got Benson, uh, Will Brennan. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez, Nolan Jones, Stephen Kwan, Richie Palacios, uh, Miles Straw, George Valera, uh, Palacios, and Benson probably the the two leading candidates there for uh, for non tender uh, status. But you know, I, I think maybe they they keep Richie around just because uh, he's another guy who they uh, they asked him to do a bunch of different things, and and he he did. He always sort of stepped forward and, and, and did what they asked of him. Uh, he just needs a little more time to develop. Yeah, he you know, he came up, uh, he, what he, you know, um, Terry Francona used him mostly as a pinch hitter, it seemed like. Uh, you know, it's tough for, a, you know, a rookie, uh, you know, making his big league debut, and that's that's the role he, he was used in. But he, he, did, a, he did a good job in, in that role. And, uh, you know, I would think uh, they'd want to see him expand, you know, he, like get it, I don't know if he's going to get a, a, more of a chance than that, Joe, with this outfield, the way this outfield is shaping up. But you know, he certainly, you know, he he took this, you know, he took advantage of his opportunities, and that's all you can do. You know, you you can only get take advantage of the chances that you get, and I think he did a decent job with that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, an interesting or an intriguing rookie season for for Palacios, but uh, we'll we'll have to see where he uh, comes to spring training, if he makes it there, uh, where he fits in 
with this outfield group. All right. Uh, plenty to talk about the rest of this week as we get into awards season. Uh, the uh, BBWA awards kick off tonight with the rookie of the year announcement. That'll be coming down uh, around 640 is when the American League Rookie of the Year will be announced on uh, Major League Baseball Network. Uh, likely that the award will go to Julio Rodriguez. Uh, it will be interesting to see where Stephen Kwan finishes among those uh, top three finalists. Is he uh, is he second to Rodriguez? Is he third behind Adley Rutschman? Uh, we, we don't know. Uh, we'll find out when the votes come in. Uh, I know a lot of people around here think uh, that that Stephen Kwan is is definitely deserving of uh, that top rookie honor. But uh, if you look at it, Julio Rodriguez earned it, and I think he's going to be the overwhelming choice. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right, Joe. I mean, you know, he he had the he had the power numbers. You know, he he played center field. You know, just uh, and uh, taking definitely taking nothing away from Quan. I thought, you know, I thought Quan. Uh, you know, certainly uh, is deserving of wherever he finishes. But I thought he would be a top three finisher in a rookie of the year balloting. And I think, he, truth be known, I think he should get some MVP votes because I don't think uh, Cleveland would be anywhere close to what they did, you know, di- the, the season they had without him. I would be uh, interested to find out what the the voting totals or what the scoring process was uh, when they determined the Platinum Glove winner in the American League, uh, which was announced on Friday night as Jose Trevino of the Yankees. Uh, he came out, I, I believe he had uh, the most uh, defensive runs saved, and he, he scored highest on all the, uh, uh, the, the indexes in terms of the defensive indexes that were used uh, by Sabre and, and, and Rawlings to determine uh, the, the Platinum Glove. But but Stephen Kwan not earning the platinum glove in the American League, uh, actually, I was a little bit surprised by. Definitely, I thought I thought that was I thought that was a lock. You know, I you know Trevino really, you know, I mean, I guess they're both they both kind of came out of nowhere, really. You know, right. I know Trevino wasn't a, a rookie, but you know, he certainly what they uh, he was the, the the Yankees acquired him in a deal, right? I think he would. He, he was a backup. I mean, he 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 opened the season pretty much as the as a backup. He wasn't going to be the the number one guy, and you know he turned into an all star. Yeah, so you know, good for him. He had a great year, but uh, I don't think uh, Quan has to take a backseat to anyone defensively. No, and 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 that's certainly it'll be interesting to see how that translates year one to year two for Quan, and if. Uh, if he has an opportunity to play every day again out there in left field, uh, you know, what kind of defense he can bring. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if he's able to maintain those kind of numbers and, and that kind of presence out there uh, defensively in left field, then there's, I don't see a reason to move him out of there at all. Yeah, and, you know, the, Cleveland has a, a long history of, of great players finishing second for the Rookie of the Year <laughs> award. So, uh, I don't, you know, if, if if that's where Stephen Kwan finishes, he should be, a, you know, he shouldn't, he, sh- he should keep his head up because, you know, Kenny Lofton, Manny, Manny, uh, Ma- um, Manny Ramirez, Julio Franco are in the same boat as him, and there's a couple other guys, too. Uh, Francisco Lindor. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, he's in good company. Yeah, I, I I gotta agree. I think uh, that that number two rookie of the year spot, uh, pretty much owned by uh, 
by Cleveland players throughout the years. Uh, just why? It, what was the the last Cleveland Rookie of the Year was was Joe Charbonneau? No, Sandy Alomar in nineteen ninety. Oh, what am I thinking? Uh, of course, it was Sandy Alomar. Jeez, uh, yeah, Sandy Alomar. Jeez, that was nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Wow. Oh, man, uh, I'm not even going to get into how, how old that makes me feel. <laughs> seems it seems like yesterday to me, Joe. Oh, there you go, Hornsby. <laughs> it seems like yesterday. Uh, all right, we'll uh, be back again on Wednesday to talk more about uh, awards week. Uh, Manager of the Year award will be announced on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll have the results and a little bit of conversation about that on uh, Wednesday morning here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoynes, we'll talk to you then. All right, buddy.